0: what a wednesday in the gambling community and a thursday morning we are up with the stock market pick a word robin hood amc tobias harris over caruso we're losing everything on a thursday morning people i can't catch a w if i scotty van bad beat got out of my own way lakers lose on a game winner after being down 14 last night Celtics, who I was all over solely on the hoop trend via Vegas Insider. Celtics, uh, multiple times in the game. 37-21 outscoring the Spurs in the third. Should have been a routing. Should have been it. Spurs by four. And we're going to take another two-week break on the Utah Jazz. A 12-point victory on a back-to-back night with no Donovan Mitchell. We've officially made zero cents of quarantine NBA basketball through a quarter of this season. You're getting 30 from Doncic, 18 from Zingas, nothing. Hardaway, 19, nobody else in double-digit scoring. It's not going to get it done for the Mavericks. Many on Luka to win the MVP this season. Are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? Dallas is 8-10. Move off of it. Long season, move off of it. He's not the best player in the league. You don't start 8-10 and 10 if you're the best player in the league. This season, that is. It's a joke, dude. I am so salty this morning. If I could do one thing with my money right now, i go to AMC Theaters and buy a movie ticket. To the last 14, 24 hours of life. All right. Thursday, NBA, four-game slate. 30-game college basketball slate today. And, of course, I have more interesting info for you for the Super Bowl. Because we're doing a little bit each day on it. And then next week we go full steam. Exciting news for the podcast dropping as well. We will tease that and circle back. But let's talk Houston Rockets for a second. I can't believe when I say this. But the Houston Rockets are unequivocally better Better without James Harden. This is a 7-9 organization at the moment. But they are 7-9 against the spread. Winning four of their last seven games post-Harden. And what's fascinating about all of it. Actually, if you really look at it. The defense for the Rockets, has been absolutely spectacular. They're coming off a season low, giving up 88 points to the Wizards and their ex of one season, Russie West, in which an utter catastrophe going on down in Washington. Bradley Beal's got to get out. He's carrying the team over 30 points a game, another five game stretch I think this time he's averaging around 39 and they still can't get a win in their last four so the Rockets in seven games since the Harden trade have only allowed 110 points once they allowed with Harden comparatively speaking seven times in nine games over 110 points It's the biggest misconception in the NBA. Stars get away with not playing defense. Harden has put on LBs, become festively plump, and he's that classic 30-year-old who's starting to put it on in the midsection. Let me get back to my shooting and less to the cup. And as your body changes, you must mature your game. LeBron's the exception because he's worked on his game and his body hasn't changed. Actually, Coward made a great point about it. He talked about how the game moved away from LeBron and Westbrook. And Westbrook didn't work on the new school NBA. A.K.A. perfecting your shot LeBron's launching threes from the Cavs logo. In the middle of the work week. So the Rockets. It's absolutely interesting. There's another thing for unders. Houston Contest, dating back to last year, they're 10-2-1 to the under in their last 13, and then including last year at home, which is tonight's game against Portland, 26-1 in their last 27 at home. It's a a 4.5-point spread in favor of the Rockets. This is a banged-up Blazers team that just lost on a Monday to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Haven't played since then, so it is interesting because if you take Portland tonight, now no Nurkic, no CJ, Covington coming back from a concussion, Rodney Hood hopes to play. If Hood and Covington play, Covington going against his old team, the Rockets, I like the points tonight because the NBA makes no sense. I tried to outthink the room last night. I even said out loud to myself, and this is where you got to read between the lines. I'll shout it out often on the podcast. I'm an emotional gambler. I'll read the numbers. I'll give you covers. Odd Shark, Vegas Insider, Action Network, the websites with all the nitty gritty. I'm still making an emotional decision. I thought yesterday the Lakers would put on in Philly for that extra juice. The value was Philly plus three coming off a Pistons loss with no Embiid where they haven't won a game yet without Embiid. So arrested Embiid, put that note down for you because Embiid will rest absolutely many a times this season over double digits is what I mean. And those losses to wins, those bounce back W's, that's how you beat the NBA. The NBA, unlike the NFL where you kind of know who is the best teams in the league and so... At the end of the year when the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship and Aaron Rodgers is in the NFC Championship, all these great quarterbacks are in the dance. It's similarly to the NBA, but what's different is the game by game. And this year we're in the 70s with regular season games and you're still watching mail-in performances. It's incredibly frustrating. You have to rock with it and we have to pick our spots. There was 13 games yesterday and I focused on the star-studded affairs and What did I do? I read you guys top teams against the spread, and I went against two of the top five against the spread. I took the Celtics, who are top five. But come on. Be better, Alex. Be a lot better. Gosh darn it. So tonight, I think the Rockets, now that they're starting to get a little bit of attention, you have to go the other way. Portland, embarrassed by the Thunder at home, two days off. Travel to Houston. It's not a star-studded team. They play very good team ball centered around Depot. Blazers plus five if it gets up to it, which it may. Tonight, Spartans. Interesting college basketball premier matchup. I actually tried to pick this game last time and out-thought the room again on it. I went Rutgers the first time, and the Spartans spanked them. They're a one-point road favorite. The first time they danced was in Michigan State. And that was a game that I overthought simply because of the no fans and simply because Rutgers was outperforming the market at the moment. Much different two teams now who dance on a Thursday, January 28th, 2021. So one point favorites for the Spartans. They have been relatively stagnant since January eighth. That was a game against Purdue. And they're two and four in the Big Ten, straight up. Two and four. But, as I alluded to, and this was a rough one, I'm really letting you know I know this sport well. (laughs) I had Rutgers and Ronnie Harper Jr. over the Spartans, and Michigan State won by 23. But the Spartans cannot cover for the life of them. They're 1-8 against the spread in their last nine games. 1-8. And the total has been under in four of those last six. Michigan State, however, they own, own Rutgers. 10 games straight up winning streak. 10 games straight up winning streak. But the Scarlet Knights are aware Michigan State can't cover. They can't even cover in that 10-game win streak. They haven't covered in four of their last six Ws. The Spartans against the Scarlet Knights via the spread. Again, Two different conversations. Straight up against the spread in the sports gambling world. Rucker snapped a straight up five-game losing streak, one and four against the spread this Sunday on the road against Indiana as a five-point dog. Big moment if you're capping tonight's game or making a decision on tonight's game. They're four and six straight up the the Rucker-Scarlet Knights and five and five against the spread in the Big Ten. The total has stayed under for them for their last six outings but the over has cashed in six of the last nine against michigan state specifically one point dog 23 point victory for the spartans they come in tonight so we have eight and four versus eight and six michigan state a one point loss to purdue they got henry aaron henry Their leading scorer, 13.9, rocking with Hauser tonight. And I like to think they get it done. Rutgers, an outright win against Indiana on the road, going against a Spartans team that's rested for a couple of weeks. Coming off a rough loss, if Izzo has buttoned it up, they'll have a couple tight weeks of practice. They'll figure out a way to get it done. On the road, no fans. Hauser leading the boards, getting it done. I'll take Izzo Spartans. I don't feel great about it. They don't cover the spread, but this is a virtual pick 'em game tonight, my friends. I'll take the history and let the Spartans go to 11 straight. Watch me go 0 for 2 in this series on the year. Ha <laughs> ha, oh, baby. All right. That's your NBA. That's your NCAA for the day some more interesting numbers found an article i found to be interesting i i just find the super bowl to be an incredibly enticing game to bet it's a game where the whole world rallies around to bet it and we're already seeing early action on the Chiefs. I've mentioned it already on the podcast this week. By way of William Hill reporting, Caesar Sportsbook took a $120,000 bet on the Chiefs, minus three, less than 24 hours when the line was posted. Draft Kings let you know that 77% of their point spread and 78% of the money was bet on the point spread for the Chiefs. That's interesting. The over-under opened at 57.5, second highest total ever for over-unders in the history of the Super Bowl. That's been trimmed down to 56.5 on early action. But the key number here is three. It is the most common margin of victory number. Here's some straight statistics for you to sit on for how the key number being three is so important for margin of victory here because it's all numbers and it's all analytics. So including the playoffs this season, 14.3% of games had a margin of victory of three. 14.3. Three is the most common number. 41 games via the sportsbook had a closing line of minus three, including the playoffs. 41 games Vegas has capped this year at three and the teams favored by three in those games. This COVID season, 25 and 16 straight up 20 and 21 against the spread. Oh my goodness. Almost 500 down the middle against the spread for Vegas. That is absolutely fascinating. Here's another one. According to ESPN Stats and Information Database, 1,500, and this is an ESPN article, by the way, 1,569 games have featured a point spread of minus three in the Super Bowl era. 1,569 games. The winning percentage of those favorites, 58.4. And in the spread of those games, 48.9. That is freaking phenomenal. Vegas is operating at a different, much like the stock market, it is Goliath and Tech versus the Common Man. 1,569 games and 48.9% hit the spread. That is so even, Steven. We're talking 49-51, 51-49 spread covered or not. 48.9 to be exact. Ha! And then lastly, seven Super Bowls have had a closing spread of minus three. Seven. Seven. Gave you the Black Sunday example yesterday. Cowboys, Steelers, Super Bowl 13, Seven Super Bowls. Closing spread of three. Favorites in those games. Four and three against the spread. And straight up. Four and three straight up and against the spread. Seven Super Bowls at minus three. And five Super Bowls of the previous 54 have been decided by exactly three points. That's not that many. Odds are saying it ain't ending on three. But, key numbers three to be exact. You do have a chance to middle here, though, people. You can go p- bucks plus three and a half, and if the money line goes down enough, you can dance on Chiefs' money line, too. We can try to do what we did in the Packers' bucks and almost pulled it off. The Nevada Gaming Control company in this article and on this began tracing Super Bowl bets since 1991 and the state sports book has only suffered a net loss on the Super Bowl twice my 1995 I was five years old or four Chargers Niners see I don't know how old I was in 95 and the 2008 Giants Patriots Only twice as reported by the Nevada Gaming Control Company via ESPN's article since 91 has Vegas lost. 1995 and the biggest upset of all time in the Super Bowl and undefeated except for, according to the point spread, Broadway Joe over the Baltimore Colts, the 2008 Giants over the undefeated Patriots. Here's a bookmaker's dream. Here's what they want. They want that Pittsburgh Steeler minus seven over the Arizona Cardinal James Harrison picking off Kurt Warner, 27-23 final score. Why? Why do they want? Because the favorite wins the game, so that eliminates all the money line bets on the dog. All the money line bets. And then it doesn't cover the spread for the public. So essentially... That'll gravitate towards the chalk, meaning Vegas will win. It's only happened five times in the Super Bowl, and it hasn't happened since 09. So that is a Pittsburgh Steelers minus seven favorite against the Cardinals, and then the Cardinals cover, 27-23. So that tells you again, just to repeat, the dog is a loss. Anyone who had the Cardinals in that game, lost. Anyone who had the Steelers minus seven, lost. That's two losses to one win on the Cardinals plus seven cover. That's how Vegas ends up with a win In this multi-billion dollar bet. Super Bowl Sunday. So there you have it. Very much a database filled. Thursday podcast for you. Fascinating ESPN article. We'll take. Fading a hot team Houston Rockets. Because nothing makes sense. This is a nothing makes sense pick. Booby trap city. Portland plus four and a half. It'll probably move to plus five. If I'm looking at odd shark the way I'm looking at it. That's what we shall do. That's what it shall be. Onwards and upwards, people. Michigan State, Tommy Izzo. Keep thinking about that. Super Bowl spread. We're hammering it by the numbers. I pray for everybody that went on Robin Hood and went AMC and GameStop. I agree with David Portnoy. Hold It's the common man all day, baby. We're beating the system. No, we're not. We never beat the system. But either way, we'll see if we can beat the man tonight at the Sportsbook and bounce back from an abysmal Wednesday. Hug your mothers, that's it for me, I'm out!